Welcome to Creative Rising, my friend, a show about what it's really like to run a photography business. I am your host, Erin Youngren, and if you have been hanging out around us Youngrens this year in 2020, either on social media or Facebook or on any of our trainings that we've had this year, then you've probably heard us talking about time management, specifically block scheduling. Now, I started this conversation of time management at the start of this year with episode 301, where I dug into our entire time management philosophy, and I outlined our whole time management strategy as a whole. So if you have not listened to that episode, definitely go check it out after this one. It is one of my favorites, and it's definitely a cornerstone episode that any Creative Rising listener should hear. And that episode included a little bit about our block scheduling system, and I want to talk more about that here in this episode now for two reasons. First, because there's just some things that either I didn't include in that episode or that I just like to expand on now because they're really critical when it comes to managing your time well as an entrepreneur. And guys, we all know that that is just super important. Your ability to manage your time, eliminate distraction, and focus on what needs to get done in your business is a critical skill to learn and to develop as an entrepreneur. The second reason I want to talk more about block scheduling in this episode is because it is now November of 2020. That is when this episode is being released. So we are coming to the end of a year and we're about to start a fresh new year. And I want to start this time management conversation with you now because next year, 2021, is going to be a bit unpredictable still. My guess is that you might have a lot of rescheduled weddings for next year. So it might be looking a lot busier than a normal year would. I mean, I know that's true for our studios. Next year is looking pretty busy with the weddings side of things. So this means that it is the perfect time to start implementing some new habits that will help you not just get through next year, but to thrive next year in 2021. So I wanna talk about time management and specifically block scheduling. And guys, this has been such a game changer for our Thrive students. During the very beginning of our eight-week group coaching program, the our Thrive Business Intensive, which again, if you've hung out around us younger this year, you've seen that we launched that for the first time this year. And it's been amazing. I have loved walking side by side with my students to transform their businesses. And in the first weeks of that program, my students focus on creating boundaries, on leveling up their identity, which we're going to talk about today. And they create a weekly work schedule for themselves that not only honors the ideal business that they want to run, but it honors the life they most desire to live. And guys, that right there is why this topic of time management is so important to me. It's because time management has the power to unlock the life that you actually want to live. So let's dig into how you can make that happen by using something as simple as block scheduling. I believe 
that one of the biggest battles wedding photographers face in their businesses isn't a lack of inquiries or a lack of knowledge about how to use their cameras. I believe that the biggest battle we face is burnout. Burnout is so high among wedding photographers that sometimes it seems like it's almost just a norm. And I'm not talking about years like 2020, where a global pandemic has totally stressed us all out and our entire industry, but I'm talking in normal years. Burnout just seems normal. Burnout has always been a huge issue among photographers. I don't have any numbers. I don't have scientific studies or hard data to prove this, but I have been coaching other photographers for a decade now. And based on my experience, I just know this to be true. Burnout is a problem. And burnout is caused by a lack of focus. It's caused by stress. And it's the feeling that what you're doing just isn't worth it anymore. And that you don't have the ability to change anything. You're a little bit hopeless that anything is going to change. Photographers work really hard, both physically and mentally, to do our jobs. It's a really physical job to shoot a wedding or to shoot portraits. And it's mentally difficult to run your own business by yourself. And it is incredibly common for photographers to get underpaid for the amount of work that they put in. I mean, how many times have you gotten to the end of the year and you've discovered that you just made less than you thought you were going to? And that's really disappointing. At best, it's disappointing. Otherwise, it's just really difficult to deal with. And you feel like you made far too little for the amount of work and sacrifice that you put in during that year. Well, I want to change that. And that right there is a huge motivation for why I created Thrive in the first place, because I want to disrupt that cycle and give talented, high-achieving, ambitious photographers like you the skills that you need to drive your business forward without also driving yourself into the ground. Those two things do not have to go hand in hand. I want to help you build a business that you love. And a huge part of loving your business is loving the life that it actually provides for. But so often, our business doesn't support our life. Instead, our business takes over our life, even if we don't quite realize it, even if it's not overtly taking over our life. There are ways in which our business can make our decisions for us and can take away from the life we actually want to live. There are so many ways that the business that we started in order to have freedom becomes the very thing that traps us and steals our freedom. And that is the cycle that I want to stop. I know that you are capable of doing big things in your business, but there's roadblocks in your way. And I want to help you remove those roadblocks that have gotten stuck in between you and your dreams. And I want to unlock your potential. So how do we do that? Well, it's it's kind of surprising, actually. There's a lot of different things that go into removing roadblocks, whether they're mental or otherwise. But honestly, I believe it really all starts with a shift in your habits. Any change in your business really begins with changing how you do things and mostly how you do small things. Not everything requires these big dramatic changes or transformations. Honestly, the biggest transformations tend to happen in the smallest of ways. Okay, those big dramatic transformations are great 
But the lasting ones I feel tend to occur in those small changes. Now, just because a habit is small does not mean that it's super easy to change. It can still be difficult to make small changes. And the reason is because any change in habits requires a change in identity. So I cannot talk about habits without talking about what it is that you are believing to be true about yourself as a business owner. And I'm going to talk about this in context of a wedding photographer, but if you want to learn more about this, go read Atomic Habits by James Clear. Fantastic book about developing small habits and the identity changes that are required to do that. One of the biggest shifts that occurs for most of my Thrive students is that the very first thing I ask them to do in the intensive is to level up their identity to CEO of their business instead of just seeing themselves as a worker in their business. And I think that this is such a huge shift for so many photographers because many of them don't really consider their businesses to be real businesses, right? Like at least not the kind of businesses that require a CEO to run them. But in reality, your businesses do require a CEO to run them. Your business needs you to level up your identity and see yourself as more than just a photographer. You are a CEO in charge of your company, which means that you need to think and act like a CEO that is in charge of a company. And being in charge means that you run the show. Your business does not run it for you. Your clients do not run the show for you. Your circumstances don't run the show for you. You are ultimately in charge. Now, do you still serve your clients? Yes, absolutely. Do you cater your services to their needs and their wants and their desires? Yes, that is what a CEO does. An effective CEO steps into the shoes of their customers and learns how to best serve the people they want to serve so the business will make the money they want it to make. That is what a CEO does. And so when I say that you are in charge, I don't mean that you become difficult to work with and inflexible and uncaring towards your clients. I mean, much the opposite. When you burn out, that is usually when you become difficult to work with and inflexible and uncaring, right? When you upgrade your identity to CEO, you are simply giving yourself permission to be in control of your own time and your own actions. You step out of the shutdown victim mindset and you instead lean into a growth mindset of curiosity and openness. And that is critical to changing your habits. Because here's the thing, what we believe produces what we think and what we think produces what we do. So are you believing yourself to be the CEO of your company? Are you believing yourself to be in control of your business and in control of your time? Are you believing yourself to be worth what you're charging? Or do you believe that you never have enough time? Are you doubting your prices, feeling like you can't charge what you want because nobody in your market will pay for it? Or all you get are price shoppers, so there's no way you can raise your prices. Or maybe you believe that new photographers are constantly charging cheap prices, so you can't charge what you really want to. By the way, I have heard 
those same arguments for pricing for the entire 14 years I've run a business. Yes, pay attention to what other people are charging in your market, but letting that determine your prices for you is not only a huge mistake financially for your business, but that is a recipe for burnout. That is giving up control to everyone else in your market, and you can't even be sure that that belief is true. Part of changing your habits and changing your business is just noticing those beliefs. Whenever you come across a belief in your life, like whenever you realize that you have decided that something is true, I want you to ask yourself this question. Is that actually true? And if it's not true, what could be just as true, if not more true than that? Now, that question is from my transformational life coach, Julia Woods, and I always hear her voice in my head when I say this, but remember this question, what could be just as true, if not more true than that? What if people in your market will pay a higher price than you think, and it's just that nobody around you is yet? Or what if you just need to get creative with how you present your pricing and how you present your sales process? What if you do have enough time for the things that matter most in your business? What if you could shut off your laptop at 5 p.m. every day and not be stressed about it? In other words, what other possibilities are open to you? And that mindset shift right there is fundamental in reshaping your identity, which will reshape your beliefs, which will reshape your habits, which will reshape your business. And I talk more about this in episode 301 when I talk about permission and boundaries. In order to manage your time well, you need to give yourself permission to be in control of your time. Because if you don't believe that you are in control of your time, you will not manage your time well. You will allow other things to manage your time for you. You will run your life on somebody else's schedule. And that is what an employee does, not a CEO. A CEO is the one that sets the schedule for the business, not the other way around. Now I get it. There are a lot of things that are pulling at you in your life and you have a lot of responsibilities that you just have to take care of. I get it. You have to be an adult, especially if you have kids. But in your business, you need to choose to be in control of how you show up and not let everything else determine your life for you. Which brings me to my next point in this episode that I want to expand on, boundaries. In episode 301, I talk about creating boundaries in your work life, which then promotes boundaries in your personal life. And the biggest boundaries that I talk about are establishing a work schedule using time blocks. So I want to briefly talk about those three time blocks that I use in our time management system that I teach my students. Those time blocks are focus time, flow time, and flex time. And then I want to talk about a few other important strategies that I use to support those time blocks. Now, you may have heard me talk about these three time blocks before. So if you have, don't worry. Thank you for being a dedicated Creative Rising listener. But I'm only going to go over these time blocks briefly. And if you haven't heard me talk about them yet, then you'll learn more about them in episode 301 when you listen there. Now, first, when I say time blocking, my time blocking is different than the time blocking you've probably heard about 
other places. So I don't mean that I want to want you to schedule out your day down to every 15 minutes. That to me is really overwhelming and it's just not sustainable. It's never worked for me. I want bigger time blocks that give me more flexibility. I mean, I'm an entrepreneur. The days are different. Every day is crazy. I want to have some flexibility in my schedule. And so I use three big time blocks. And the first time block is called focus time. And this is time that you can use to work on your business. This is time that you set aside every week to do important work and only important work. And what I mean by important work is this is work that is important and will drive your business forward, but it is not urgent. So this is usually the work that does not get done because there's nothing pushing you to get it done. There's no deadline. There's no client asking for you for it, but it is the stuff that will move your business forward. So these are things like implementing new pricing, building a new website, updating your branding, learning about a brand new marketing strategy like Facebook ads or email marketing. This is time to drive your business forward and achieve your goals. Now, it's really important that you create intentional focus during your focus time and that you cut out all distractions. So everyone and everything gets shut out during focus time because it's work that requires a really heavy mental load. You need to be able to think deeply. And so focus time should be at least two hours long and you should do it at least once a week. Now, if you can do more focus time during the week, great. I highly recommend you do it. But if you have a really tight schedule and you only work part-time, maybe this is a side business, then you can do focus time every other week if that works better for you. But I highly recommend doing it at least once a week to move your business forward. And guys, if this is all brand new for you and you've never tried any sort of time blocking or routine or work schedule before, then this is the most important time block that I highly recommend you implement first. If you are only going to do one of these strategies that I'm talking about, start doing focus time for two hours once a week. And that will instantly start moving your business forward because you'll be carving out important time to actually focus on working on your business. All right, so that is focus time. The next time block is called flow time. And flow time is time to work in your business. So flow time is when you get to do the day-to-day tasks that you just have to do to move your business forward. And I call it flow time because these are tasks that are usually associated with a workflow or a deadline. And so these are tasks like emails, phone calls, client meetings, going on shoots, editing your photos, designing albums, all of the stuff that just has to happen in order for your business to function. And this will be the vast majority of the time in your business. So your flow time blocks will be really big on your weekly schedule. So that's flow time. And the third time block is flex time. And flex time is time to be free in your business. And flex time is really fun because this is time that you plan on working and you plan on doing flow time tasks, but you can decide not to work if you don't want to. You can decide, you know what, I feel like going on a walk or I feel like calling up a friend and going for coffee or I just want to take a nap. As a mom, 
I just want to take a nap or go take a shower during my flex time. And so this is how your business can support your life because we got into this business to have freedom, but so often we end up working nonstop and we forget to give ourselves permission to do what makes us happy. And so schedule a few hours in your week every week where you can just decide not to work if you don't feel like it. So those are the three time blocks that I use to manage my time and that I teach my students. Focus time, flow time, and flex time. So again, you can hear more about those time blocks in episode 301. But how do you create this weekly schedule with these time blocks? Like, what do you do with them now that you know what they are? Well, I want you to create a weekly schedule template for yourself using these three time blocks. So I want you to take a calendar, like literally a weekly calendar, and just map out on that calendar what an ideal work week looks like for you using these time blocks. And you'll do this in a very specific order. First, I want you to put your focus time down on your weekly schedule. So decide what hours you're going to set aside for focus time. And maybe you can just do the minimum of two hours every week. That's totally great. You're probably going to spend more time working on your business than you have in a very long time. So be proud of that. Or maybe you have lots of time and you can have focus time for four hours every single morning. That is great. Take advantage of that as well. So first decide what hours are going to be your focus time and block that out on your weekly schedule first. And again, this is just a template. You're just mapping out what your schedule will look like. Then I want you to put in your flow time. And again, this will be the majority of the time you spend working in your business. So don't be weirded out if you have tons of flow time all over your calendar. Then I want you to carve out just a few hours of flex time. Like where can you just be free and flexible in your business? That will be your weekly schedule template. And if you want to see an example of what this would look like, then you can download my actual weekly schedule that I have used for most of this year during the COVID season. And you can download it along with our free time management guide that also outlines all of these time blocks that I'm talking about here. So you can have it there to reference when you're creating your schedule. You can download that at theyoungrins.com forward slash overwhelm. You'll also find that link in our show notes, or you can go to creativerising.com forward slash four zero four. That's creativerising.com forward slash four zero four. That way in that guide, you can get a visual look at how these time blocks can actually play out over a week when you see my schedule. And guys, I'm a mom of a two-year-old And I only work part-time. I work two full days a week. And beyond that, I'm working in the mornings before James wakes up. And then I'm working during nap times. So my schedule isn't the schedule of someone that has all the time in the world and can go out and have margaritas every day at sunset after their 10-mile run. No, that is not my life. This is a real-life schedule of a working mom who runs her own business and works part-time hours. So don't worry. If this time management system works for me, it is adaptable enough to work for you too. All right, friends, once you have created this weekly schedule template, I want you to try it on. 
give it a try for two weeks. See what works, see what doesn't. Then after two weeks, adjust what needs to be adjusted and try it on again. And do that until you get to a schedule that feels right and that works well for your life and your business. The first time you try this schedule, it may not work. In fact, it may fall flat on its face and you might discover, man, that schedule was super ambitious or it wasn't realistic or I need to shift things in this way and that way. That's okay. That is totally normal. You need to learn how to do this. You are not going to be perfect at it. I know a lot of you out there want to be perfect at things immediately when you first try them. When it comes to time management, you have to learn and you have to practice. You will not start at being perfect at this and you will never be perfect at this. You will always need to practice. I refer to any of our time management rhythms and any of these time blocks as a practice. And I do that on purpose because I'm also a perfectionist that wants to be perfect at whatever I do. And I have to give myself grace. So I'm extending that same grace onto you. So keep practicing. And then once you get to a schedule where you feel really good at it, then I want you to stick to it. And at the beginning of this process, even when you first try on the schedule, you need to communicate with everyone in your life that needs to be communicated with that this is your schedule, that you are trying on these new habits. You need to talk to your spouse or your kids or your business partner or your roommate or whomever needs to know about your way of being in order to support you. You cannot expect other people to support your new habits until you communicate your new habits to them. So that's very, very important. Lastly, one other thing I want to mention about this weekly schedule before we move on is that this schedule will need to shift and change as the seasons of your life and business shift and change. Your work schedule will look very different in the off season than it does in the busy wedding season. You will probably have a lot more focus time during the slow season when you don't have as many weddings. And you will have a lot more flow time during the busy season when weddings have really cranked up. So you will need to change your schedule when the seasons change. And it would not surprise me if you adjust your schedule every three months or so. That makes sense. That's kind of how seasons work and shift, especially if you have kids. I mean, there are nap times that change constantly when you have little kids And then there's school schedules and activities that change with the seasons with older kids. So when a new season comes, reevaluate your work schedule and update it to serve your life. Otherwise, you're going to get really frustrated and you're probably just going to ditch the whole system. Don't ditch it, just reevaluate it. This schedule is meant to serve your life. Your life is not meant to serve your schedule. Remember that. That is really, really important. It's really easy to think, oh my gosh, I'm not living up to this schedule. What am I going to do? I feel terrible about this. That's not what it's meant to do. Your schedule is there to serve you. So when it's not serving you anymore, shift it and change it until it does.
All right, friends, we are on the home stretch of this episode. There are two other strategies that I want to share that help me support this weekly schedule. Once you have established when your time blocks are happening during your week, then it is time to decide what tasks you are going to do during those time blocks. So the first strategy that supports my weekly schedule and my boundaries is doing an end of week review. At the end of every week, I want you to take 15 minutes to look at the week ahead of you and plan out your tasks ahead of time. So how do you do this? Well, first, I want you to take a look at your actual calendar and I want you to note on your weekly work schedule and your task list, I want you to note any phone calls or meetings or appointments or shoots that you have coming up. And I want you to put that down on your task list so you know when those are happening. You need to make sure that you're keeping all of those things in mind before you plan out what you're hoping to accomplish and you totally overestimate what you can get done based on the time you actually have that week. And you can do this on an actual calendar, like if you want to do it on your Google calendar, your iCal, or like a wall calendar that you write on, this is the perfect place to write out your weekly schedule or your tasks, or you can do it in a weekly planner. You can write it down. We use an app called Asana. We love it. That's where I keep track of my weekly schedule. There are all kinds of places to keep track of your tasks plus your schedule. So you've taken a look at what you have coming up on your calendar the next week. Then I want you to decide what you are going to work on during your focus times first. Remember, your focus times are the most important times during your entire work week. And if you're only going to do one of these strategies, again, do focus time. But you need to decide what you are going to do during your focus times My focus times are early in the morning before James wakes up and I get up at five or six in the morning and I don't love waking up at 5 a.m. or 6 a.m. And if I have not decided what I'm going to do during that focus time, I'm going to want to roll over and go right back to bed. Or when I sit down, I'm going to want to just go check my email or check in on social media or just do anything else besides work. But if I've decided what I'm going to do, that motivates me to get to that work immediately and helps me eliminate distractions. I waste far less time when I have decided ahead of time what I'm going to do. So first, decide your focus times throughout the week. Then I want you to write down any tasks that need to get done during your flow times so that you can stay on top of your deadlines and such. So decide which flow time block which day you're going to do those things on just according to whatever you need to get done that week. And then lastly, leave your flex time just blank because this can be overflow time for any flow time tasks that you need more time for. So if you need more time for editing or album designing, or it can be bonus time for things like checking in on social media. Remember during your flex time, you may decide not to work. So don't put any tasks in there that have to get done. Only have tasks that if they don't get done, it is not a big deal or it can be pushed to the next day. And remember, flex time is only a few hours every week. So don't have like five hours every day of flex time because that's not gonna help your planning. Just have a few hours of flex time where you can decide not to work if you want to. And again, this end of week review is so important and it's really powerful 
because it eliminates the decision-making process every day of deciding what you're going to do with your time. You are doing that before it's time to work. The second strategy that supports this weekly work schedule is doing an end-of-day check-in every day. So at the end of every workday, I want you to spend five minutes, that's all it takes, just a quick five minutes, reviewing the day to see what you got done, to see what you didn't get done, and then adjust your tasks for the next day and for the rest of the week. Now here's the thing, you will not get done everything that you thought you would get done during that day. I know you're a perfectionist and I know that you will get down on yourself for not getting everything done. But guys, the goal is not 100% completion. That is not realistic. Your goal is just 80% completion of your task that day. If you hit 80%, that is awesome. You're doing really, really well. So it is totally normal to be readjusting your tasks throughout the week based on what you get done. And this is important because this end of day check-in allows you to digest the day, to think through the next, and transition yourself from your work time into your personal time. This means you can close your laptop at the end of the day and go have dinner with your family or go hang out with your friends, knowing that even though you didn't get everything done that day that you hoped to, you don't have to worry about it because you know when and how they're gonna get done the rest of the week. It takes that weight off of your shoulders. And guys, that right there is freedom. That is freedom from stress and chaos and confusion and overwhelm. If you are not a structured person, or let's say you don't consider yourself a structured person, then I get it. Okay, my husband is one of those people. Jeff sees structure and routine as a trap, or at least he used to. And so I get it if you are one of those people too. First, I challenge you to challenge that belief because there is an identity under that belief somewhere of saying, well, I'm not a structured person. Routine doesn't work for me. Okay. That's a belief that you're buying into. Remember, is that true or could there be something just as true, if not more true than that? What if you actually are an organized person, but you've just allowed yourself to be comfortable in an environment without structure? And that's more comfortable than disciplining yourself to work in structure and live up to your potential. There are all sorts of reasons why you might be buying into that belief, and that's probably unique to you. But notice that belief and explore it until you understand why you're buying into that belief itself. The second thing that I want to say to you is that structure is not the actual trap. Okay, Chaos and confusion and overwhelm are the real trap. Freedom is not just doing whatever you want whenever you want, okay? That does create chaos and confusion. And that will trap you in overwhelm and in stress. Freedom is living with intention. And that is what this schedule and these practices do for you. They help you live with intention. They give you the permission and the pathway that you need to show up in life how you most desire to show up. And maybe that's one reason why you're not believing yourself to be a structured person, because you know that structure will require you 
to show up the way that you really actually want to show up. That can be uncomfortable. That can be really difficult. But guys, it is time to level up and to step into a new identity. And it's time for your business to have the CEO that it really deserves. And I say that knowing that this is not easy. All right. So this is a practice. Again, you will not be perfect at time management. Nothing you do in your business will ever be perfect. You need to see your business and see this time management as a practice that you are constantly getting better at. That is living in a growth mindset where you are open to the possibility of learning new things and growing in your identity. All right, friends, thank you so much for joining me here today on this episode of Creative Rising. Again, you can get my exact weekly schedule, plus get an outline of these three different time blocks that I just went over at theyoungrins.com forward slash overwhelm, or you'll find the link in the show notes at creativerising.com forward slash four zero four. You've also heard me mention our Thrive Business Intensive in this episode, which is our eight-week group coaching program for wedding photographers. Thrive is an intense eight weeks where I teach you everything you need to know about how to run a thriving wedding photography business. And if you want to learn more about that program, then go to theyoungrins.com forward slash thrive. Now, we don't know when the doors will open up next, but if you get on the waiting list at that link then you'll be the first to hear when those doors do open. Again, that's theyoungrins.com forward slash thrive. I will see you again next time here on Creative Rising.